morning, everyone. How you doing? Happy Thursday. Feels like the third Friday in a row for me. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Let's see. Who do we got? We got Tommy Miner. We got Norm Shaver. We got Ben. Troy Pike. Vincent. Andrew K. Patty. Irish friend. How you doing? Uh, today is my last day of undergrad. Hey, congrats, Bo. Dags, morning from Labadee, Missouri, Montana. That was a dumb moment. Dags is a cool name. Anyway, good morning. How's everyone doing? And everyone listening on the podcast app. Um, can't see you. You're not in the live chat. So anyway, Devil Makes Three is the is the band today. I don't know if you guys know these guys. It's like a bluegrass, like punk. I like them. Anyway, <clears throat> man, today feels like the weekend for me. Uh, we had just an insane amount of episodes to record because Jake is driving to uh, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina right now. Um, so today's totally an empty day. So we had to, I've been talking about it, but like, I feel like we're, you know, at the end of it, we recorded 18 shows in the last four days. So yesterday in Missouri, Dags, I, Dags is from Missouri, not Montana. That always weirds me out because M.O., you would think Montana, whatever. Shane, what's up, Bodkin? Two West Virginia shout-outs in the chat in a row, Shane and Zach. Anyway, so I woke up, <clears throat> and I there's like nothing on the schedule today. Besides, I'm going to try and make a ton of breakdowns, and uh, producer Luke is now full-time and going to help streamline that process. Can I tell you, the old breakdowns take forever to make. They are a grind uh, compared to when there's a fresh season and something happens last night and let's make it real quick today and, and you have all the footage right there and all the context because it's fresh. Uh, but anyway, that's what I'm going to be doing today. And it feels like Friday. feels like a great, great, great day. Very, uh, feels like a, you know, release. Nothing on the schedule besides some meetings and stuff. Also, some really cool behind-the-scenes stuff that you guys will see and hear about soon for Jumbo Media. But anyway. The schedule today on Thursday, not Friday, we got talking Nets, which is huge because I'm guessing they're excited that basketball's coming back, the Disney bubble plan. Talking Giants, uh, they've been releasing a lot. Did they release an episode today, or is my graphic messed up? Looks like they didn't, but go listen to Talking Giants. Anyway, John Boy and Jake Radio, we recorded that last night, but it is out today. It's already out, so you can check that out. And then we have a sequence coming out today i believe with david Dahl again or is it mccutcheon kutch the second at bat andrew mccutcheon comes out today on sequence uh caps a six game hitting streak he talked with plufall about that kutch is awesome i mean former mvp so kind of an awesome get to have on the channel so you can tune into that, and then that's all. Yeah, tomorrow we have an interview for Talking Baseball. It's so good. But I'll tell you about it tomorrow, not today, all right? Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway. That's it. That's the whole show. No, we'll do uh, We'll do the weather. It's uh, the, the lucky town today is Westby, Wisconsin. Westby. Is it pronounced Westby? Named after Civil War Union soldier Old T. Westby. Oh, ah, I didn't do the beginning. If you just saw the headline and you and you see Hal Chase 
uh, most corrupt man in baseball. And you're like, why is he telling me about all this other stuff? This is the morning show. Welcome. It's for me. It's not for you. But if you enjoy it, I appreciate that too. We do, uh, you know, kind of the schedule for the company. We drink coffee. We listen to a song, talk about a town and geography of that town and the weather of that town. Then we talk about baseball player, how Chase is the player today. And then after that, I'm going to talk about a book or so. It's all the things that I'm interested in and I like boiled into a 20 minute little casual and easy morning show. So, um, stay tuned, skip around, do whatever you want to do. You can leave too. I mean, do whatever you want. It's for me. Westby is known as <coughs> Westby is known as the co-op city co-ops. I know I don't really get co-ops. They have seven co-ops in Westby still functioning. Co-op is like, um, so you live in a cul-de-sac and everyone's like, Hey, you guys all drink coffee every morning. Let's all form a company that buys coffee and then we divide it. That's like a very bad example of a co-op. If someone were to ask me in real life, like, Hey, do you know what a co-op is? I'd just be like, no, but instead I just tried to explain it. And I'm, I immediately retract everything. I said, strike that reverse it from the record. Co-ops weird me out. I don't fully get them. Sounds like an easy way to like scam your neighbors and be start a company. But Westby, known as Co-op City, they also have one of the largest ski jumping hills in the United States. How about that? Ski jump hills. You know those things? They used to call them, they used to call it ski flying, didn't they? Uh ski flying. Do they not call it ski flying anymore? Oh my God, this YouTube video is titled Four Decades of Ski Flying Accidents. Should we watch it? I was going to bring up the Walter Herzog uh, ski flying documentary. I don't know if anyone's seen that. It's from the 70s. I was going to bring up that because he has... uh, Okay, here it is. I don't know if anyone's ever seen Walter Herzog docs. He's a very famous documentarian, and he kind of pisses off the people that he covers. But look at the opening to this. It's like in the 70s, and it's uh, you know ski flying or ski jumping. Slow-mo shot. And now if you Google, this is like revolutionary at the time because, you know, he's this guy is traveling so fast but captured it in such slow-mo, you know, like basically literally like poetry in motion. And now if you just Google ski flying, there's like GoPro on the guy's head and uh, drone footage. But at one point, the opening scene to this uh, documentary was like a masterpiece shot, that slow-mo shot. Now that's like normal coverage of... Uh, going on here of ski jumping anyway Walter or Werner I knew I was saying his name wrong I in film school I watched so many of his of documentaries is it is it Werner Herzog yeah 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 he's got some crazy documentaries and he pisses off a lot of his people that he interviews but they're interesting I think they're interesting in a weird way anyway so that was I gotta put all these back up on the screen that was West up Wrong one. That was Westby, Wisconsin. Man, is the Dells going to go out of business in Corona? 
Because unlike beaches and the ocean, you can still be pretty spaced out there. There's a lot of coastline, a lot of sand. The Dells is nothing but swimming pools and mini golf and go-karts and little tyke playgrounds. Okay. Put it on a record. I got worried about the Dells today. We'll see how they go. All right, let's go on to Hal Chase. Hal Chase landed. So, like, producer Luke doesn't even know probably who Hal Chase is. Um, And a lot of you guys get on my ass about not knowing who these famous old players are. Well, I know this one. So, shut up. No, uh, Hal Chase is, like, the most corrupt player. He, he... If if the if the nineteen if the Black Sox didn't happen, this dude uh, would be very widely known as the most corrupt player. But the Black Sox scandal kind of saved him because uh, he was like basically kicked out of baseball the year before for gambling. Uh, but uh, no one knows because of the the Black Sox. So uh, his name his real name was Harold Homer Chase. Went by Hal Chase, and uh, nickname was Prince Hal, and he was like a terrible teammate. And known as like the biggest dickhead in baseball. He, he played from 1905 to 1919. He was also known as one of the greatest defensive first basemen to do it. Babe Ruth, a lot of his Yankee teammates, a lot of guys said like they'd never seen anyone as graceful as that could have the, uh, the reach as him. Hal Chase, Prince Hal. Uh, he finished among the AL top 10 four times in RBIs, uh, three times in batting average and twice in stolen bases. Yes, yeah, Mike Clark in the YouTube chat said, oh, snap, I learned about him through Infamous America, which I learned about from John Boy. It's a really good podcast that the dude uh, Infamous America did. Black Barrel Media, shout out to them uh, that they did on the Black Sox scandal. But this dude, listen to some of these stories about this dude. Hal Chase uh, once made a really, really nice play. And I think he like ranged all the way to his right and then threw to the pitcher or someone that was covering first base, something like that. And uh, the reporters, like, complimented him and said that was an outstanding play. And his response was, I can make plays like that every day, only I'm afraid to turn the ball loose because I might hit one of those dopes in the head about his own teammates. So, I mean, kind of a joke. Context could have been very joking and his teammates could have laughed or a dick. But this story is crazy. He was playing for the Yankees um, back when... uh, uh, Farrell owned them. The Yankees were the Highlanders then. They just turned in the Yankees. If you don't know why the Yankees became the Yankees, they were called the Highlanders. Um, and then the the beat writers and the reporters couldn't fit Highlanders into their headlines. It was just too long of a word. So they, they would just call them the Yanks because that's what people from the North were called. So the Yanks, and then that became the actual name. Uh, so anyway... The Yankees were super corrupt. They had, like, the the chief of police helping them out. This dude, Farrell, owned them. So corrupt. This dude, Prince Hal, Hal Chase, is playing on a Midwestern trip, and he goes, he leaves in the middle of the trip. And this isn't like he caught a flight. Like he got on some train, probably a couple-day trip, in the middle of the road trip, just goes back to New York early, demands that the manager gets fired. George Stallings was the manager. He just goes into Farrell's. He's like, I, you have to fire this dude. I can't play for this manager. So the owner fired the manager and made Chase the manager. 
dude, left in the middle of the road trip. All his teammates were probably like, you dick, you abandoned us. You're one of our best players. Now we're without you for the rest of this road trip. <clears throat> they come back to New York or he goes back out and finds them on the road. And, and he taps out the manager and says, uh, guess what? I'm the manager. Now you're fired. Insane. I mean, just, just, I mean, his, his play, his teammates hated him. They said he was a terrible manager. Uh, then he bounced around forever. He went to the federal league. He bounced around, but he just got the boot from every team he went to. Cause no one could stand the guy. And then in 1918, he's playing for Christy, uh, Mathewson of the Reds and, uh, Mathewson, who was his friend at one point, suspended him because he bribed uh, opponents. He bribed the opponent to um, influence the game because he bet on all the games. Like, everyone bet on the games. A lot of people bet on the games back then. This dude was, like, you know, bribing opposing players to bet on the game. Uh, the Giants pitcher, his name was Paul Parrott. So, Hal Chase tries to bribe the opposing pitcher to throw the game because of gambling. His manager, Christy Matheson, says, uh, you're suspended. After the season, he goes to basically, uh, you know, a hearing with the, the president of the league. The only problem is Christy Matheson and Parrott were both serving in the military in France because the whole world was going to war. So the two guys that suspended him and outed him weren't there in the hearing to be like, yes, he was bribing me. They had a bunch of other players testified against him, but it was all kind of like hearsay. The owner or manager of the Giants shows up at the hearing and says, no, Paul Parrott, no, I don't think he really bribed him. Like, how would that guy know? He would only know if Paul Parrott told him, but he didn't. So the is it the owner or the manager of the Giants? Let me check. Um, let me see. I don't know. Doesn't say in the little tiny notes. So, so, all right. I don't know if I'm making this clear. Christy Matheson and Paul Parrott say this dude bribed me. They suspend him. He goes to a hearing. The two dudes that have all the information are at the war. They're over in France. The opposing manager slash owner, I don't know, John McGraw. I can Google this real quick. Shows up at the hearing on behalf of of our dude, Hal Chase, saying, no, I, I, there's no information that he actually tried to bribe us. So the judge reluctantly is like, all right, we have no information. This guy's fine. And immediately the Giants owner manager, John McGraw, signs him to become a Giant. They're like, what an inside job. There was, he had no information. But he just saved this guy from the hearing. Manager, John McGraw, manager. And then brings him on his team. <clears throat> and he's like, I, I found him a most, this is his quote. I have found him a most agreeable chap. And I'm sure we will get along without a hitch, predicted the manager in the spring. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then Christy Mathewson returns from France. And now he's the coach of the Giants. He's a coach on the Giants with Hal. So they both end up on the Giants. It didn't work at all because how Chase was a little little fucker and he gets the boot and he never plays professional baseball again um, because he tried to bribe Giants teammates to throw games. Um, and they went to Christy Matheson and, you know, were like, yo, he's doing it again. He's doing it. So anyway, but the big story or, or, or um, 
rumor is that this dude, Hal Chase, was also involved in the 1919 World Series. Like, he helped the gamblers and the players, like, put... He was in, an, in like, the Independent League in California, and he helped put it together. And apparently, uh, Rube Benton, who was one of the big gamblers, said that he won 40 grand by betting on the 1919 World Series, and he helped put it in place. I don't know. It's crazy. Just a crazy story. So, Hal Chase... There's a good picture of him I wanted to use. Hal Chase, most corrupt guy in baseball at the time. Look at this. Look at this conniving smile. Hold on. I'm trying to. Look at this. Just sec. Does it look like a guy? There he is. Looks friendly enough. Look at that bat. Why does that bat got all those markings on it? Do those mean anything? Is anyone a, a baseball bat historian? Why is uh, that bat got those those three markings on it? Is that just uh, design? Is that they burn those spots? Is that what's all that about? I don't know. Someone tell me. But Hal Chase. Go, uh, go check out his story. I mean, we can look at his baseball reference if you want. Let's see. Let's see if we can find anything. We'll go to, I got time today. Like I said, Jake's on the road. No John Boy and Jake radio. We always have a 10 o'clock recording slot. No time today. Also woke up early today. Pretty excited about that. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Trying to, what am I doing? Oh, 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 hitting the wrong buttons. This would be cool if we were back at the office that we're currently paying rent for that we can't use. Uh, and then I had an actual producer like flipping through this shit, like uh, Jamie for Joe Rogan. BBD, he was that. All right, here we go. We got Christy Matheson. No, 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 no. How Chase. Buried Oak Hill Memorial Park, San Jose. I, get, I think he died like uh, as a derelict and no money and all that. Oh, the story was sad. I read it. It was, um, he lived with his like sister and his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law wouldn't even let him in the house. Like, come on, dude. Let him shower at least. Did they have showers? I don't know. Santa Clara University. A learned man. Uh, Yankees for a bunch. Let's check out if they have, like, do they have game logs from 1905? It looks like they do. His first game ever, April 14th. Look at that New York Yankees logo. What? That sucks. <clears throat> I mean, if they had the, the Senators had that logo, why did the Yankees have, like, it looks like a bird shit on the ground and then you, you, you messed, you had a twig and you just like drew in it for a little bit. What the hell is that New York Yankees logo? What brutal logo. Well, they're the Highlanders here. All right, we got Patsy Willie Kid. Is that three in a row? Tell me that's three nicknames in a row. Patsy's birth name, Patrick. So we're not counting it. Willie, is it William? Oh, that's Wee Willie? Wee Willie Killer. Hit him where they ain't. I mean, Wee Willie Killer. Go read about him. He is awesome. Um... Like, look at Wee Willie. Let me see if I can Google. Wee Willie. See if they have his batting stance. 
Yeah. We Willie Keeler um, just bunted. He was a bunt aficionado. <laughs> uh, like in every picture you'll see of him, see how high his hands are. Because he just, he just was, look at, look at, look at, he just, bunted. we Willie Keeler just bunted and slapped. Um, like, I don't think this dude swung, but he was fucking good at it. He's in the Hall of Fame. And then, but Willie doesn't count as a nickname. What about Kid? This has got to be a nickname. Norman Arthur, the Tabasco Kid. That's a cool nickname. I've clicked it already. How and when? I also clicked where he was buried. Weird. Jimmy, John, Wid. What's Wid? William, William Edward Conroy. I never heard the, the name Wid before, though. Is Wid a nickname for William? Wid. I don't really like it. Jack Chispro. Holy shit. Well, this we're going down because this is the Yankees and I've read a lot of Yankee history books. Jack Cheesebro. Is it Cheesebro? You got to read some of these. Happy Jack Cheesebro. Dude, some of his numbers. Let's see if we have them. 454 innings pitched. <laughs> 51 games started. Uh, 48 complete games. Now, go look at some of Happy Jack's shit. Uh, maybe I'll do that in a book because I have the book on the history of the Yankees and there's a whole section and I think I highlighted the hell out of it because Happy Jack, his numbers are stupid. All right, for the Senators, we got Charlie, Hunter, Jake, Frank, Joe, Jim, Harry, Malachi, and Casey. That looks pretty straight up. Malachi? Jedediah is his nickname? Oh, he's buried at an unknown cemetery in Bucksport, how many unknown cemeteries are there in Bucksport? I don't know. Anyway. That's all I had to say about that. We're moving on to books. I got this book here. Let's see. We I, I've stumbled upon a lot of people that uh, that are, someone wants me to speed read. What do you want me to speed read? I do speed reading a lot on John Boy Jake Radio. Anyway, uh, this book, I don't know. I've stumbled upon a lot of like literary people give me book recs and understand this, and then people that just enjoy the stories from the history books. This book, dude, is a is like when you finish it, you feel like you conquered something, but I kind of hated and loved the process of reading it. It's a fan's notes. It's considered an American classic. And um, people, writers, like fellow writers, loved this book. They thought it was, you know, the best writing ever, amazing, which made then like the magazine writers and the newspapers that wanted to suck up and the critics that were like, oh, if the writers like it, it must be good. Um, So like it's considered a classic. It's about a deranged, alcoholic, mentally ill man who's a diehard Giants fan, San Francisco Giants fan. Uh, not San Francisco Giants fan, the uh, New York Giants, the football Giants. is a giant football fan, like an obsessed football fan. But it's um, there's like delusions in it. At some point, he goes to mental hospitals. At some point, it's daydreams. At some point, it's not daydreams. Uh, it, it, when you get to the end, you're like, wow, that was a 
journey into the mind of the mentally ill super sports fan. He was like, you know, he he wanted to be a manly man. He wanted to write the next great novel. He wanted to drink. He wanted to have women and all that. Um, so I don't know if you're if any of this sounds interesting to you, I'd check it out. But like, there, it's just a block of text. Like, there's no paragraphs. I mean, there's no like small chapters. There's no. There was one chapter. There's no breaks. There's no uh, dialogue to make a page go quicker. It is just the inner thoughts and just a block of text. Um, so I, I picked it up because I didn't have one planned today. And I just picked up a book off the shelf and was like, right, we'll, we'll talk about it. I read it. We can talk about it. But uh, I'm sure people have read this. But it's uh, it's funny at times, sad at times. But like, it's kind of a beast to get there. I don't. I wouldn't like, you know. The casual reader, if they were to read this book first, they'd be like, what the hell are books? So that's crazy. Morning, Josh Thevenin. Um, It's pronounced Malake. Oh, it is? I've never seen that name before. Is that a common name that you guys just know the pronunciation? Malachi? Malaka? Is it Hawaiian? Um... All right. Sounds like my autobiography. It's pretty good. Hayden, did you ever tell me what you want me to speed read? Can you speed read? Doc Ellis says speed read the phone book. You want to read a passage from this? I won a speed reading championship once. It was just me versus Jake, and I kicked his ass. It wasn't possible for me to adapt the wherewithal by which my mother lived in concert with Bod and Heart. Each morning on my stepfather's departure for work, she made me receive her daily phone calls. At the time, though, I believed I heard not a word of these conversations. I heard every word. Certain business in Watertown were now giving plaid instead of S&H green stamps. From an inspection on the plaid stamp catalog, it was believed that plaid people offered a greater variety of goods than green people. Though some of no claim that green people offered. Fun story. If any of you guys are still in high school, do they still do popcorn reading? I was such a punk bitch to some of my teachers in high school. I genuinely feel bad about it. If we ever did popcorn reading, which if you don't know what that is, someone reads a paragraph and then they go popcorn, Michelle. And then now Michelle has to read it. And then she goes popcorn, Joe. Now Joe has to read it. And then if someone said popcorn, Jimmy, then I would go. Often during these conversations, my mother caught me in the ironic smile in a very real time, dependent and appropriate. One caller to the neighborhood worked at Swift's factory with her wife to come out in a buck house. I was in home and kept from being two merely teenage daughters, 13 and 14. Every morning at five and I hot rod loaded with black chocolate, popcorn, George. And my teacher would be like, oh my God, this kid's a fucking dickhead. And I'd be like, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Or I'd go super slow. It was one of the two. At the end, they just not they just popcorn it to me all the time, and then it was like, "Don't popcorn at Jim anymore. He's gonna be a fucking dick about it." So you know, be like, "Mr. Blue," and I sat on the Davenport, and Deborah sat in an easy chair facing us, and they'd be like, "Fucking teacher would be like, all right, popcorn, Melissa." So, boom. Um. That's the type of student I was. If I didn't like my teacher. If I liked my teacher, I was a pretty good student. Um, I think that's it. You guys got anything? Like I said, I got I got time. I started earlier today. I read earlier. Um, they did... Boop, boop, boop. Someone's saying they still do popcorn. D- 
did they drug test me? No. They allowed to just randomly drug test you in school? When I read, I get through a line. My mind builds a scene. And next thing I know, I'm three pages later and I can't remember a word of it. Reading a full page and not knowing what you just read is such a bad feeling. Like when you flip the page and you're like, wait, what did I just read on that page? It's so weird that your mind can read the words but input none of them. It's crazy that your eyes will scan, you know, but like the in, it doesn't input. It's so weird. Oh, my Memorial Day plans? I can do it tomorrow. So I'll be back. I'll do do morning show tomorrow. And then right after the morning show tomorrow, I am going to uh, the Jersey Shore. Uh, Producer Luke is there and his girlfriend and my parents. And we'll stay as far away as we can from each other and not hug, but, you know, hang out. And I'm going to make burgers. I'm going to make my uh, bacon smash burgers for the family. Uh, watching stuff. Someone suggested that on the watching channel, we do room Raiders from MTV. We did some MTV shows. I'm not sure if you saw, we did like next. We did two episodes of next and an episode of something else. I believe I don't remember. Maybe I can find it, but the, you know, next was so bad. It was, uh, like I know baggage is you know fake or scripted or whatever, but it's still fun to pretend they're real people and do all that. And sometimes I think they are genuinely like, you know, versions of scripted thing. But like, you know, we did an episode of, we did an episode of Next. And it was, uh, I mean, it's pretty funny actually. Because at the end, Jake and I are just both drop, jaw drop stunned. Like what was that? Like why did they put that on TV? Let's see. Here's the full playlist. We did a uh, newlywed game, Supermarket Sweep, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, Legend of the Temple, Beat the Clock, Supermarket Sweep, Finders Keepers. Man, if you want to go see Jake and I uh, incredibly high off a of gummy watching a TV show from 1988, I go back and watch some clips from that Finders Keepers episode we did every now and then because Jake cracks me up. Um, they had to hide things around the house from the kids and they kept putting it where the kids like couldn't even reach, even if they found it, they couldn't reach it. And Jake gets so upset. He's like, the kids can't get up there. <laughs> I go watch that. Just, just Jake, they can't get up. there. <laughs> Genuinely so frustrated at the people who made the game, Nickelodeon game show. Um, yeah, we did two episodes of next and it wasn't, it wasn't like good. So, this show that comes out tomorrow, and I should just talk about it tomorrow on John Boy Jake TV that we did for watching, is the mo- the wildest thing we've watched yet. Jake and I almost didn't have commentary because we were just stunned by what was happening. Um, we ended it, and we were like, "Did we say anything? Like, what was that?" Um. So yeah. Get on your tippy toes. Oh, yeah, the little kids. Um, hi, Danielle. Uh, all right. I think I'm out. I got to go make some breakdowns. That's the plan for the day. No other plans. I don't have any calls. I don't have nothing. Just breakdowns. And then I'll be back tomorrow, and then no show on Monday, and then we'll be back Tuesday, and everyone have a good day. Enjoy, uh, let's see, I'll play that song as the outro. Enjoy your, uh, whatever, 
whatever, your Thursday. That's what the day is. And uh, I don't know. Oh, we made a we made a a Twitter for this show so we can pump out like, you know, who we talked about and a little snippet. So follow that if you want. Or I don't know. It's all available. Uh, let's see. I always go live on Periscope. I think that's where we get the most views. And then YouTube. It's also on Facebook and then the podcast app. So if you have someone that, you know, hey, aren't you the biggest Frederick Exley of fans notes? fan ever haven't you read that book 10 times this dude talked about it and he said he didn't like it that much but he also liked it maybe you should go watch his show in the morning show and you know just casual conversations like that see you guys devil makes three is the band name so that's what i'm going to put on the twitter we're going to put all the info so that like you know if you just want to go quickly find it yeah see ya